welcome back. I'm Rory and I'm the host of Create Your Pathway where I interview real people in real jobs so you can know what they're really like. Today we're talking with two people together who work in manufacturing. They both work at General Atomics. Tom Haley has had a long career in manufacturing. He has a leadership role at General Atomics. So from him, you're gonna hear not only what has it been like having like a very long career in this, you're gonna hear from him what it was like coming into manufacturing without going to college. Like he didn't go to college before his first manufacturing job. You're also gonna hear from him things like what does he look for in people that he hires? What does he look for in people that he promotes? John is younger and he's newer in his career. And he came into manufacturing kind of unexpectedly. He did go to college, but he didn't go to college for what he's doing. He's actually working on a degree right now that General Atomics is helping to pay for. And that's not uncommon. Some companies are willing to help further your education, especially if they think it's gonna help them in the long run. Manufacturing is a really cool industry. It's just anybody that makes things. And just in around Tupelo, I can think of folks that manufacture automobiles, automobile parts, advanced weaponry and digital systems, clothing and furniture, tools, industrial equipment, and a lot of other things. So there's a lot of different ways that you can have a career in manufacturing, and you're gonna hear more about that from Tom and John now. Well, Tom and John, thank you so much for being here to talk about what it's like working with General Atomics. Um, I would love for one of you to go ahead and go first and just tell me, maybe Tom, go ahead and tell me your title and then follow that up with what does that actually look like, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, what you do. So I'm the, the general manager at uh, General Atomics and the director of manufacturing operations. So most of my day is uh, involved in uh, keeping the plant running, keeping all the equipment running, keeping the personnel in the plant, and meeting production schedules. Okay. And John, what about you? Uh, I'm a production planner for our machine shop. I'll echo what Tom said. We uh, Our main focus is to keep the machines going, um, meeting on-time delivery, and uh, manufacturing quality products. What's General Atomics make? Our core uh, product line is really defense and military related. It's everything from the new electromagnetics launch and recovery system for the new Ford class carriers. Goes everything into power generation, uh, nuclear activities, uh, weaponry, uh, basically all types that uh, support the warfighter. Okay. Looking at you two here, uh, sitting in Create Foundation's boardroom, I see two different generations represented. So, like John, maybe talk to me. How is it that you found yourself in manufacturing for General Atomics? What's the kind of the pathway there? Well, so I had a family member uh, recommend me. Uh, I'd worked at many different places before. I really didn't know what I wanted to do uh, when I grew up. I knew a lot of jobs that I didn't want to do, and manufacturing was one that I really didn't uh, know anything about mm -hmm. um, before General Atomic. So I started as a material control coordinator and have kind of worked my way up a little bit to production planner. It's a very fast-paced um, work environment, um, a lot of critical thinking involved, and um, you know, over the, the course of six years, I've really grown to enjoy the, the fast pace. Okay. Would you say manufacturing has been your first, like, longer-term career path? or yes. did you come? Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Okay. After being at General Atomics for not very long, I realized that this is what I wanted to do. Hmm. Um, so. Okay. You said, after not being there for very long, I realized this is what I wanted to do. I think there's probably a lot of people that are looking for that realization, and some people it takes longer to get there than others. What is it that made you realize this is what I want to do? You know, just the, the type of work um, was very interesting, you know, especially for this part of the state. 
um, being involved in uh, Department of Defense mm-hmm. manufacturing is just not something you see on a daily basis, uh, especially in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So um, it was very intriguing. But once I started um, and started to get more involved, um, you know, I actually uh, went back to school to get my degree, and uh, you know, General Atomics was uh, you know graciously paid for some of that. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, a great stepping stone, yeah. um, you know, to further my career. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tom, you said you're, you're the general manager. So it sounds to me um, like that also has to do with managing people and leading people well. Maybe tell me a little bit, how did you find your way into that kind of a position? What was your pathway like? So I've been in, um, in manufacturing really in s- some phase all my life, probably 45-plus mm. year career so far. So there's a skill set you develop over time that, uh, you know, you really find your niche mm-hmm. and where you best fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's a good example of, uh, you know, someone who comes in young in there that doesn't have a, a, a real breadth of skill set but finds his niche and took advantage of growing it within a, a good organization. Mm-hmm. So when you're around really innovative products, uh, a lot of high-tech manufacturing, really what intrigues me out of it, the challenge, mm. the everyday challenge, we're not building widgets. Yeah. Either of you, feel free to jump on this. What's the balance of uh, how much of working at General Atomics could you be trained for on the job, so you come with no prior experience, versus how much of it requires something specific like a specific degree or some kind of credential or something before you could apply? It goes across the gamut. So somebody can come in with very little skill set but has the desire, you know, to want to further their career or skill set mm. all the way into some of the highest degrees in the company. So mm. a lot of PhDs all the way down to the, you know, the new tech on the floor. Mm. So uh, it's really uh, your drive, your ambition, what you mm. want to do uh, and finding your niche. So in manufacturing, there's usually a lot of uh, computer systems that run a lot of what we do. So mm-hmm. finding a little niche Uh, in that area, similar to what John did. There's quite a career path. You can go in a lot of different angles that Hmm. uh, typically you wouldn't really know or know are available until you get some exposure to it. Okay. So in other words, maybe the mental image of someone just sort of standing on a line doing the same thing over and over again, not, maybe that's the sort of a classical manufacturing idea. You're telling me that's, you know, it can look like a lot of different things at General Atomics. You could be wearing a, a lab coat or a three-piece suit, hmm. one or the other. I mean, uh, yeah. virtually everything we do is the old-school manufacturing on a dark and dusty plant, or that is not <laughs> around anymore. you yeah. got a lot of robotics, a lot of computer equipment, hmm. a lot of really advanced design hmm. tools and hmm. things like that. So I think what you see... Uh, or the perception of manufacturing is a dirty, nasty, ugly mm. job out there from nine to five. And I think you'll find nowadays, whether it be automotive, uh, aerospace, or just basic manufacturing, yeah. the technology involved now has really set it apart from, from that kind of stigma it's had in the past. Sure. John, what would you add to that? 
Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, I think originally that's kind of maybe what kept me away from manufacturing mm. was that stigma. But, um, you know, General Atomics was definitely the first plant that I walked into and, you know, you could literally eat off the floor. It was so clean. <laughs> um, so it was just a, it was a different take um, than, than what I had in my mind as, as manufacturing, mm-hmm. you know, should be or could be. And like Tom was saying, as far as the, the different types of jobs, it's, it's really amazing, especially as fast as General Atomics is growing, the new jobs that are being created Mm -hmm. uh, through that growth. Um, So it's really a cool thing to stand back and watch. Hmm. There's there's lots of opportunity. It's really how driven you are Hmm. and and how much you want to be challenged is what you take on. Hmm. So speaking of being driven, let's say there's a student listening to this and they're like, I'm kind of interested. What are some next steps they could even begin thinking about right now? In the business world today, there's communications going back and forth and being precise, being uh, to the point, not real wordy. All those things are are skill sets that are pretty valuable Mm. in communicating or socializing your idea to get buy-in from other stakeholders and Mm -hmm. things like that. So some of the core skills are are very important. I think the the next piece of that is do some reading, Mm. look around, see see what's out there, what you want to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I took my first job out of school. Yeah. And it probably took me 10 years to find really what I really enjoyed, but I found my niche and something I was good at. And, you know, to me, uh, you know, if you like the way things work, you like the way things are built, or you want to learn that, then manufacturing is from the ground up. Ask questions try to find a mentor or something in, in an area that you think you'd like and, and, and pick their brain a little bit. John, what about you? What would you go back and tell your younger self if you could? I think one thing, I'm personally an introvert, mm. um, so public speaking has been something that I've had to force myself, you know, yeah. in the beginning days of, of especially production planning when, you know, I'm involved in a lot of meetings, mm-hmm. having to status certain parts. Um, you know, so uh, public speaking classes, debate classes, you know, I think those would be very helpful for students. You know, like uh, Tom was saying, communication, not only written uh, through emails or whatever, but um, verbally communicating yeah. is very important. At more and more careers now, it matters that you're able to frame ideas simply. You're able to communicate well. And those are things that you don't, you know, those are skills that you can grow. And I think if you're a student listening to this, you can start by reading a lot, be curious, and just practice writing. Practice, you know, pay attention in your English classes. You may not need that to analyze books later, but you may need it to send emails that people pay attention to and things like that. Yeah, um, I could probably assure you I never paid much attention to who <laughs> rode the horse side saddle and Charles or tail, but, you know, at the end of the day, you gain something That's out right. of that. As we begin to wind the conversation down, any other um, ideas, tips, pieces of advice for the students listening to this, if, if they think they may be interested in a career in manufacturing I could I can give you a couple traits that I look for and in really interviewing or talking to anybody and, mm-hmm. and one is being believable mm. so in a business world if you are, are given an assignment or a task to go do do it mm. do exactly what you say you're gonna do uh, another one is having a sense of urgency mm. uh, everyone's priorities may not be yours mm-hmm uh, but you have to figure out how to juggle all those priorities to meet the next person's need yeah. along the way. So yeah. having a sense of urgency, don't wait to the last minute. Get on it fast because you're going to learn 
every step of the way as you're preparing something, writing report or whatever. I don't know one I've ever written that I hadn't changed a hundred times along the way. Mm. If you wait till the end, you really don't have the thought into it to yeah. do it. So, and others rely on you. Hmm. The business relies on you. Every little piece of the puzzle has to be in place for the system to work. Hmm. And uh, you have to find your way of fitting into that. Yeah. John, what about you? One of the big things um, is work ethic. I mean, if you're willing to put in the work, um, you know, that kind of falls back on the reliability side. You know, well, we can we can rely on this guy to, mm-hmm. to pull something through. And I don't necessarily think we need to put a number on the hours that we work, but it's just how diligent we are putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think work ethic is a, is a big one for me. The only other thing I'd add to that is, you know, I, I was always told at a young age that your character is the one thing you own. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take that away from you. So... Mm-hmm. The honesty, the integrity, all of those things is something that you control yourself. That's right. So just be careful what you put online. It never goes away. Mm. Uh, you know, how you communicate with people and that, because those are the things that uh, your character is built on. So. That is a really great point that hasn't come up in some of the other interviews yet. But that idea that, like, I think a lot of people don't think that much about the things that they say and post online. Even if you delete it later, it may still be there because the Internet remembers um, and that also makes me think of how a lot of the traits that you just mentioned, those are the kinds of things that tend to get people promoted. You know, it's not always are you the most skilled person at this specific process or something like that. Often has to do with are you dependable? Do you show up on time? You know, if you get a random uh, drug test, are you going to pass it? You know, can I, can I trust that if I give you something to do, I'm not going to have to end up doing it for you? And those are character traits that no matter where you come from or what you've what life has given you, you can develop those traits. You can rise out of circumstances and be that kind of person. Uh, and then that gives you the freedom to learn all kinds of, you know, really skilled things like the kind of things that go into the processes at General Atomics. The, the opportunities will become available mm. if you're, you know, if you really pay attention and uh, just go out and you give it your all. Mm. People recognize that. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear a lot about real big Fortune 500 companies and that, but there are so many opportunities. You don't have to have a four-year degree mm. uh, to advance yourself. I'm a good example of that. I just couldn't find myself going to college. Mm. I went out and worked and found what worked for me. And don't get discouraged that you can't go work for you know any particular company or do what you want. There are places in there where you can insert yourself and grow and learn Mm -hmm. and most companies have an equivalent to a a degree that they respect yeah may take 10 years or eight years or whatever but at the end of the day you can get there if you have the right drive yeah and i think that's what everybody looks for in uh in employees is someone they can count on to get the job Mm -hmm. and if you do that you'll you'll be recognized for Yeah, that's a great point. Manufacturing in general tends to be a place where people who don't have a four-year degree can find an in, learn the skilled trade, and then then advance. And then sometimes, like John, you mentioned, they're willing to pay for your degree if it makes sense. There's a mutual benefit for you and for the company. And that's something that, you know, you don't have to – it's not necessarily a given that you've got to immediately graduate high school and go to college. If you don't really know what it is you want, you may end up wasting a lot of time and money. Um, maybe you can let a company help you figure out what it is that you want and then, and then help pay for it along the way. John, Tom, thank you so much for being willing to come and sit down and have this conversation. Um, it's obvious to me that there's a lot of opportunity and it sounds like there's opportunity that a lot of different kinds of people can take advantage of. 
Uh, so I appreciate you sharing all that. Thank you. Thanks for having us.